0: Hello and welcome to another podcast, Mindset Money Success. My name is Lorraine Marshall, your host, and today we have a guest, special guest, Eldon Hasser, who on his profile says he's a neuroscience coach. Hello, Eldon. Yes. Hello,
1: Lorraine. How are you? Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your podcast with you and your viewers, your listeners Yeah, I'm uh, very excited for our conversation today.
0: Great, great. Can you tell us a little bit more about this neuroscience? This is like a new word for me.
1: Yeah, so basically I've been a neuroscientist uh, in research and development in neuroscience for over three decades. And um, about 18 years ago, I went back into doing it full-time but my main focus was to utilize these tools to actually uh, serve humanity, to teach average person out there to kind of dilute the science and teaching various tools how to actually use the power of neuroplasticity to heal um, mental and emotional pain and improve their lives in every way by rewiring the brain.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I've been in personal development myself for a long time from, I don't know, since the 80s, I think. So I've studied a lot of materials over the time. Um, the latest ones have been with Bob Proctor and um, Tony Robbins and people like that. So I've done a lot of personal development as well. But um I was interested in what you were saying before with the rewire your brain for success and abundance because I checked up on your LinkedIn profile and that's on your, your banner. And um, I've also got this mindset thing that it all starts with programming your mindset first and visualise what it is that you want to achieve. I mean, I know I'm an author, but I had to say
1: In my mind first,
0: I'm going to write a book. And then it took eight months before I even wrote down the outline of that book. But I did it and I published the book. So it all starts in your mind first. Absolutely. Well,
1: let me break it down to your viewers and listeners. Basically, we think on average 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. But we are not aware most of over 95 to 98% of these thoughts are um, unconscious and we're not even aware. And most of them, I would say like over 95% are same as the day before and the day before. So we actually not thinking we are just kind of regurgitating and living on autopilot. And it is literally what happens in the brain. There are um, it's a hardware and a software if you will. Hardware is the synaptic connections in the brain, neurosynaptic connections, and the software that runs through these synaptic connections It's your narrative, your story, your worldview, right? Mm-hmm. And it's intensified in uh, a permanent memory and solidifies and gets embossed in the brain because there was a strong emotion associated with an event. So every person, every experience, every place has a strong emotion associated with those things and that then becomes a permanent memory like a computer software program in your brain. Uh, but here it is. Um, most of these so-called computer programs are installed in the human brain the first seven years of our life. Yes, and yes. the people who are responsible for that are our guardians, our parents and our adults, right? Uh, in our life so as a child we are in a permanent theta brainwave state which is almost like a permanent software installation program installation kind of state and later on after age seven we are you know in mostly in in a beta brainwave state which is what we are doing right now, we're learning, we're listening, we, we're doing something, we're actively engaging. This is brain uh, beta brainwave state. But later on, towards the end of the day, you know, when we are sitting on the couch and we're reading something, doing something, we go into alpha, then lower alpha. Then there is a window where we're about to fall asleep, where the conscious mind gets switched off. Mm-hmm. We go into theta and then eventually into delta, yeah. right? So why is this important to know is that, as an adult, the subconscious mind learns through repetition. There is, And the way you do it is you actually have to self-induce trance state to, through self-hypnosis, through meditation and various other techniques yeah. to actually... Uh, change your brainwave state from beta to alpha to theta. And when you are in that uh, low alpha into theta, now there is a door open to your subconscious mind. Because if you are trying to change something and you just have an intention with your conscious mind, you will come up against those years and decades of programming and you're not going to be able to rewire your brain. So in order to actually rewire the brain, you actually have to go into the subconscious mind. and ninety five percent of everything we do, the way we feel, the way we think, act, behave, it's run through the subconscious mind or from the subconscious mind. So we're not even aware. and then we with five percent of our conscious mind, we're like, you know what? new is resolution. I'm gonna exercise ten start ten times a day. i'm gonna I'm gonna eat five calories a day. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And guess what? First week of February, Mm -hmm. All your New New Year's resolutions are out of the window. They, You know, you put them in the toilet, you flash them down the toilet and people say, I'm having a new year. No, unless you've changed your negative disempowering uh, programs and habits, you will not have a new year. You will have just another year, probably like the last 20 years. Yeah,
0: just repeat on a cycle over again.
1: Like a hamster on a hamster wheel.
0: Yeah. If it's not year by year, it's in cycles of like five years or seven years or 10 years. So you have one relationship and another relationship, and then another relationship. Yeah. And, and, you just repeat and it's
1: very it. often talking about the relationships. I know you've had personal experience. So have I. And talking about relationships, we might date a girl which is got a different appearance and a different name. But she has same attributes as the one which pushed your emotional buttons, uh, who abused you, who made you feel worthless. Well, you were feeling worthless in the first place. That's why you you attracted to those kind of girls, and so it's repeat, right? Yes. So unless you actually. Um, go in solitude almost like celibate for some time no dating and you heal your deep traumas and deep and now that you have healed what that looks like and feels like is where you can talk about the past traumas without having an emotional charge you can actually talk about like i had sexual abuse i was a victim of this i was a victim of that but you're not telling it as a, to relive the story. You're not feeling it physiologically in your brain and the body mm-hmm. because you have removed the emotional charge. Yes. And yes. it's a process. And there is a lot of, it's messy and it's uncomfortable. And what most people do is they shy away and run away from the feeling of discomfort because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you know, feeling negative emotions is going to kill me. So they reach out for exogenous substances, Something to take away the emptiness, to take away the pain, Uh, alcohol, drugs, food, shopping, gambling, pornography, sex, workaholism, you know, like high achiever, whatever, you know, and all of those things are like a bandaid, like a plaster Mm -hmm. dealing with symptoms, but they do not remove the root cause of your problems, of your challenges. So it's not going to kill you, I promise you. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean it's true, doesn't mean you need to do something about it. And meditation is very powerful because it helps you become aware of your daily dominant, negative, disempowering thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Another very powerful tool, because I know Lorraine is all about teaching tools, gratitude. But not gratitude like, oh, Lorraine gave me something, or I'm about to receive something. It's a state of being. It's a permanent state of being. It's who you are. And this is science. Our h- dominant default state, it's a heart-centered emotions. And those heart-centered emotions are gratitude, appreciation, thankfulness, unconditional love, compassion, kindness. And that puts the brain and the body into state of homeostasis, which is yeah. our entire system operates at the optimal level. If you are out of balance, you are in state of fight or flight, state of stress, state of anger, state of anxiety, that some psychologists would lead you to believe that's normal, normal states of consciousness. In fact, those are altered states of consciousness, out of balance states, and It's not it's like disease is actually disease yes. B- because when you are in a state of emergency survival fight or flight you shut off your immune system you downregulate your genes for healing you upregulate your genes for causing cancer and all other chronic condition in fact the medical science has confirmed that over 99% of doctors visits the root cause of their condition is down to emotional and psychological stress, which is self-perpetuated.
0: Yes. I understand everything that you've just said, because that's some of the the, um, teachings and learnings um, from the personal development that I've done as well. And I was only just talking about that this morning with someone, because I know people who have been in relationships, which, there has been infidelity in their marriage, and they they find out about it, and then that person, say the woman, right, ends up um, stressed, and then alcohol, and um, then she had a heart attack, and it it is it's what happens. So you know you know you're being into this emotional stress, and it does affect your emotional well being, but also your physical health. Um, absolutely and I understand
1: uh, what is absolutely and just for your viewers and listeners so I'm going to tell them a short personal story so just so they know I'm not just a um, knowledgeable guy academic who has all these certifications and diplomas I have personal experience so in 2009 I almost died and I died because of the trauma so combination of the trauma, which was infidelity and my ex giving birth to a son, which was not my biological son, I was raising him like my own son for two years and I contracted some sexually transmitted infection infections only to find out through hiring a detective that she was having a five-year affair. And then combination of that emotional pain and then self uh, abuse from alcohol I almost died I was in the hospital in my deathbed and I was already doing a lot of work that I do today but and luckily I had coaches and therapists and kind of teachers and mentors in my life who I was working with one-on-one I was paying them to help me prior you know Mm -hmm. as we the work we do, we continually are learning and paying others to keep improving ourselves. So they came to a hospital and they said, Eldon, what the F are you doing?
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, what do you mean? So I was like a soldier with PTSD coming out of the war. I'm in very good shape. I was even like 12% body fat, very lean and I lost twenty pounds of body weight. I was skin and bone. And that
0: would be muscles in
1: two weeks. In from that emotional and psychological stress, uh-huh. so I wanted to kill myself. That's why I was abusing like three, four bottles of alcohol a day. First the wine, then the spirits, and I didn't want to live. I didn't eat anything. Didn't exercise. Didn't meditate. Didn't want to. I was just feeling sorry for myself. Right? Mm-hmm. How could yeah. this happen? So, they said, "What the heck are you doing?" Um, you know what to do. You know all of these things. Um, I went back into deep healing. I went back studying. I I traveled to India. Um, I worked on myself. I meditated two, three hours a day, eight hours sometimes when I was in the ashram. I was exercising, eating healthy. You know, doing all the techniques that Lorraine and I teach. You know, in our books and in our workshops and when we do one-to-one coaching. But what the mistake I made, I did not heal fully. I kind of thought that I did, I felt good. So I went back to uh, dating. Mm -hmm. And because I haven't healed fully, I met other girls who were also abusive. Mm. Not as bad as that ex who gave birth to a child, Mm -hmm. uh, which was not my biological son, but I dated the girl who stabbed me with a knife in the thigh. She was saying, if you leave me, I'm going to run into the wall and hurt myself and call the police and told them you did it. I I barely escaped with my life from that lady. And then on the rebound, I found another girl who she was nice to me. So I was like, finally, and she was not very nice. I don't want to put like bad words and bad labels on any human being, but Mm -hmm. I was a victim of domestic violence from that. And then that was like a wake up call. I went on the journey of deep healing. I was 12 months uh, living like a monk, celibate. I even went and lived three months with monks in India. And uh, I really did healing. And what that felt like is that I felt sense of wholeness, a sense of freedom i felt the sense of unconditional love sense of happiness like that i don't need anything or anyone externally to be happy to feel whole to feel sense of freedom and also to feel sense of abundance that was all oozing from inside of me regardless of the circumstances so then i attracted my wife 10 years over 10 years now We are living honeymoon period every single day, and she is the female version of the heal, complete person as me, right? She went on the same journey, dysfunctional, abusive relationship. She did like uh, almost 18 months of healing. And when we were complete, two whole individuals full of unconditional love, we came together. Mm -hmm. And we are having the most amazing relationship. We have a two-year-old son Um, He uh, was born in October, Halloween. So it's like just two years and three months. Mm -hmm. And yeah, most amazing. I have some blessings from past experiences, like my first son, my firstborn, he's 24. So he's my biological son and he's amazing. That's from the same partner who had the affair. But um, other than that, if we do not do the deep healing, I mean, there's a lot of teachers and authors and mentors and therapists, they actually do not walk the talk. They tell you academia and all of that, but they have not had an experience. A, they have not experienced trauma, or even more importantly, they have not come on the other side. They have not healed. They have not gone through the journey. Mm -hmm. All of them still see a therapist. All of them take pills. And also, I, I know, I have friends who are psychiatrists. They're very messed up. They yes. they do all kinds of, they, they, they've been working for 20, 30 years. They're very, they're alcoholics, they're drug addicts, uh, prescription drugs, cocaine, all sorts of things because they they uh, the modalities they use for the clients and they try to apply it to themselves, they don't work. Because mm-hmm. the only things that do work is that you say, A, hey, I am responsible. I'm the only one who can heal me. I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. And you you actually begin to understand that you are, in fact, limitless and you are powerful beyond measure. And you have to go on a journey of feeling unconditional self-love in every cell of your being. Forgiveness is very powerful. Gratitude is very powerful. And, you know, you look in the mirror and you say, Couple of things, seven things you are proud of yourself for. You look in the mirror and you say few things you you forgive yourself for. Before you can forgive your ex who cheated on you, who sexually abused you, or anybody, you yeah. need to learn self-forgiveness because I trust me, as much as you're trying to be angry uh, and kind of living in that resentment and anger towards someone else. You're probably doing that thousand times more to yourself about yourself because we've been programmed to look for faults, to self criticize, to I'm not good enough. I am, uh, I, how could I be so stupid when I was seven? I made that mistake when I was 12. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. You know, you, you, you know, you actually, you, uh, the, the new data out of United States of uh, the study on memory. You know what they found out? That over 50% of the memory that we believe that we talk about today isn't even the truth. We make things up to stay in that emotional state of victimhood, victimhood, of learned helplessness, like, oh, my God, you know, this happened. You have no idea what happened to me. But the problem with doing that all the time and living in that state, not only that you say I'm a victim, I cannot do anything about it, you are physiologically reliving the trauma in your brain and body in the present moment. Yeah. So zip it. A, stop talking about it. B, say, I am responsible. Yes, given this happened to me. But what you do unconsciously, you are reliving the memories of the past, putting them in the present and projecting them into the future as a worst case scenario. And now you're on guard. Your heart is closed. You're you are living in perpetual state of fear, like it's about to happen again. I don't trust anybody. You shut off your immune system. Yeah. You shut yeah. off any production of genes for healing. You are actually causing your own conditions like diabetes, cancer, mm-hmm. heart disease, Alzheimer's and all other serious conditions yes. because you are in this state of being. So the guy might have even died. The guy who abused you thirty years ago, and you live in a state of guilt, anger, resentment. What's that doing to you? It's, it's not, not benefiting it's, anyone. It's, it's like
0: not to live in that state, really, is it?
1: You're not. drinking the poison and hoping someone else is going to die. That's literally what's happening to yes, you. That's it. And it's uh, it's very important to do the the journey of self healing. Yes. And you can apply various modalities. And I would say to anyone if they say, "Okay, so what do I do? I'm a pragmatic person. Well, you start the day the night before, like literally, because what most people do, they fall asleep thinking about their problems and then they marinate and ruminate in this negative juices uh, of worry, of guilt or resentment, anger, shame for six to eight hours. And they wake up in the morning, they're feeling unhappy. They wake up with panic attacks and they say, you know, here, here we go. Just another day. I'm going to have another day. And it's like autopilot. So here is what you do. You consciously and deliberately choose to five, 10 minutes before you put your head on the pillow, you choose to count your blessings. Think about, all the things you are grateful for, but evoke these feelings. Don't just repeat like a parrot. Try to embody those feelings of appreciation, gratitude for what you have and also all the good things that are on the way to you. You are expecting magic and miracles in your life. This is how you rewire your brain. And then you fall Asleep, you maybe do some meditation, breathing exercises, maybe reading some positive stuff, listen to positive podcasts, whatever. But then, in those positive juices, you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And then you wake mm-hmm. up and you feel happy, you feel grateful. And again, in the morning, you do the same or similar. Do some physical exercise as well. Get those juices flowing, endorphins, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, you know. So you get all of those positive hormones being produced within your body. And now, over time, you just become like a person who's always happy. You know why? Because you've installed the hardware in your brain and the software. Now it's effortless. People say, how come you're always happy? How come you never worry? Because I did the work. Mm-hmm. And I don't get triggered. Things happen outside of me. I don't get triggered. I, my my inner peace is not disturbed. I'm always in a perpetual state of homeostasis because I worked on being in this state. And of course, I do my two hours of meditation a day, sometimes three. I do my breathing exercises. I do my physical exercise, gym martial arts boxing cardio i do all of that i read i don't watch negative stuff via propaganda news newspapers via porn as i call it i don't do Mm. any of that and i choose the content that i consume not just like diet for my body i choose you know like i i surround myself with positive amazing people like lorraine you know, who are here on a mission to inspire humanity. I get on the podcasts like um, with with amazing people like Lorraine who are on a mission to serve humanity positively. And so you choose each each day, you choose who you want to be, how you want to show up, how you're going to live your life. But then also you say, what's the best before you start your day, you prime yourself for the day. You say, What's the best version of myself I can express today? And you see that vision, you see. And then as you do that every single day, like sooner or later you become it because you are looking for it. Right. And when you do that over and over and over again, you actually begin to have the external circumstances begin to change you begin to experience synchronicities and serendipities and happy coincidences in your life. People invite you uh, to collaborate with them, to be a guest on their podcast, to write a book together. They offer you business deals. They offer you to invest in your business. Clients being, are drawn to you because yeah. you're like, listen, I'm no special. I, I am not a finished article. I'm working work in progress like everyone else but I am so much better than I used to be. And I have healed. Have I healed fully? No, it's a journey. It's journey of evolution, journey of growth, but I know what to do and how to do it. And there is a formula, there is a science behind, uh, and I'm going to help you to build a model of understanding what you are doing and why you are doing it. So then you will be inspired every day to choose to apply every day. Because I say to people, I've been teaching meditation for about 20 years. So I remember my students, I used to be like, when they come to class, have you done your meditation at home? Oh, you know, last time was in the class last week. And I said to them, why? Well, you know, I got a bit of like ADHD. I can't stop, like my mind is racing. I'm not good at meditation. But then when I shifted my kind of, teaching of meditation into the scientific teaching. And I say, okay, this is what's going to happen in your brain and the body, in your emotional health, in your mental health. And this is why you should do it this way. And this is the outcome. And this is what you should be looking for as an experience. Then they said, this makes sense now. And I said, how often are you going to do it? They're going to, they say, I'm going to do every day, two, three times a day. And when people understand what, what they are doing and why, and they set an intention to the to the outcome, like okay, I'm going to read the book, and I'm going to give undivided attention to reading Lorraine's book, and I'm going to then take notes and say okay, I'm going to apply the knowledge from this book because you see knowledge. They say it's power. It's actually a lie. Mm -hmm. It's not the truth. That's like the wrong definition. Knowledge is only a potential power, but knowledge plus application could be very powerful and can transform your life. So choosing choice, like we, we, uh, there is a quote say life is a C choice between B and the D between birth and death. So you got to ask yourself every day, what am I choosing? Am I choosing to live in the state of victimhood, learned helplessness, like I can't do this, it's impossible, Armageddon, like abandoned ship, we're going to die, or can I do something and say to yourself, I'm going to give myself 12 months. I'm not going to rush this process because it didn't happen in one day, in one week, in one month for my life to be the way it is. My mental health, my physical health, my I put on 30 pounds from overindulging, you know, like a comfort eating didn't happen in one day happened over the last few years by you making wrong choices. So by beginning to say 12 months, what can I do today, like one positive thing and then you catch yourself every time you go complaining feeling sorry for yourself living in guilt you catch yourself and each time you catch yourself you choose alternative and that's a victory so you become in aware first step become aware second step you choose to replace those negative thoughts feelings and behaviors and then as you are repeating as i said the subconscious mind learns through repetition soon enough you are creating new hardware in the brain and the new software of positive repetition. And uh, people say to me, you know, positive thinking doesn't work. I say, you're right. Positive thinking does not work alone, because your dominant feelings are negative. And what you are experiencing in your external circumstances is directly linked to how you feel. So you could be doing positive affirmations, positive thinking, have this smile on your face like I'm confident. But what your external experiencing is basically linked directly to your negative feelings, like feeling sorry for yourself, feeling inadequate, lack of self-love, lack of self-worth. And unless you shift the, these negative feelings and get them to align with the, your positive thoughts and positive intentions is going to be fruitless. Mm-hmm.
0: I understand everything that you've said there. Um, when, But
1: the key is, you know, understanding is one uh, step. Second step to embody, you know, like a lot of people, you mentioned some uh, authors and maybe you've been to some events and workshops for your audience, you can, say i know all the quotes i love this quote i love this book i love tony robbins i love bob proctor i know this but none of those things work unless you embody that knowledge to be your truth yes, and how yes. do you embody as an adult through repetition. repetition so you take lorraine's book and you take a few lines a few paragraphs maybe a chapter and you say okay this it's relatable. This makes sense to me. Now, how can I apply this knowledge in my life? And you give yourself some time. And that's how you change your life. You embody, you evoke those things in every cell of your being. If you don't do that, it's not a self self-help, it's shelf-help. They're just sitting there pretty self-help. on the shelf. And, you know, like you are a collector of all these things, which is collecting dust, but nothing in your life has changed.
0: Hmm. You've got to take the action as well as read or learn. And then the action has to come with it. And like you said, it's repetition. I was doing um, (laughs) meditations back in 2021. It took me eight months to come from grief to come forward. And I was in a state of like, I want to do something for a different, to make a difference in what I feel. So I started a channel on YouTube and I was doing five minute short affirmation videos, just one a week, because um, I was new to everything, the YouTube, it was all just a learning curve. And um, just from recording those, I found one and I wanted to repeat it every day. And I started repeating this affirmation every day. And as I was doing that, like you said, the synchronicities were happening. Like, somebody came into my life and wanted to help us to do something in the garden and then they brought me some fresh vegetables and I'm like what happened just then (laughs) everything was just coming in and then I was like there was some money that was owed to us and then I got this check for over a thousand dollars and I'm like what happened then (laughs) I was in a space where everything had been so negative everything I was in fear and it was just terrible but like, as I started to practice, I realized how the things were coming in. And that was just one like that, you know.
1: That's that's beautiful to hear. Thank you so much for sharing because, you see, the viewers and listeners, they need to understand that, you see, when we are in the experience of, like, kind of darkness in the tunnel that we cannot see the light, it's difficult to kind of uh, comprehend what Lorraine and I are saying, but trust me, we are not extraordinary. We're just ordinary people who have done the work. And if we can do it, so can you. Anybody can do it, you know? And we actually are wired, our brains and our bodies have innate capacity to achieve those objectives. If you get out of the way, you know, you get out of the way of, uh, you know, just try. Just do one thing, you know, like people get overwhelmed. They use the brick lane analogies, like people um, get overwhelmed by they want to build like a hundred foot wall with like a 20, 20 feet high. And I said, if you focus on just one brick, Each day to lay that one brick as perfectly as the brick can be laid. Mm -hmm. And then soon enough, you'll have a wall. And then day two, you check the first brick, and day five, you check the other bricks. Are they still perfect in alignment? And you keep focusing on that one thing. So you focus on, okay, can I go for a walk today? I haven't exercised in a while. Can I go for a 10 minute walk? Okay. Tomorrow, can I uh, go a bit faster? do a longer distance in those 10 minutes can i maybe incorporate like a like a couple of minutes of a light jog you don't have to join the gym if you want to if that's what you prefer go to the gym and go to a class and personal trainer and whatever but if you have not done anything start with something and then soon enough don't expect yourself to run a marathon first week you know if you do want to run a marathon it's going to take you you know, good few months to build your physical strength and capacity to be able to run it. And that's with with everything, as you said, meditation, affirmations, and yeah.
0: even if you as journal, you change your morning,
1: energy, you change your inner energy, your outer circumstances begin to change. And that's the key. if you if you don't change your energy, nothing in your life will change. And energy, for the viewers and listeners, I'm going to tell them scientifically, that's actually a combination of your state of being, which is how you think and how you feel. That's your state of being. And this state of being is literally emitting electromagnetic, energetical frequency. Yes. And when you combine the, the intention, which is the thought, with elevated emotion, which is your positive energy, you are emitting that. And you are also, human brain and body is also a transmitter and receiver. So when you are sending that energy, it carries the information. And what are you sending out? Are you sending uh, positive expectations of your good life, of your happiness? People are going to pay you the money they owe you, that you're going to find love, that you're going to be happy and healthy. Or mm-hmm. are you are you sending out... Uh, Uh, undesirable experiences that you are planting actually when you do that you're planting the seeds Seeds, every day and you are not collecting the harvest on the same day so if something today is not working in your life trust me you were planting the seeds two weeks ago four weeks ago three months ago and today you're having those experiences Mm. so be careful of what you think and what you feel, and how you think and how you feel, and if you can catch yourself and choose to change them from moment to moment, and you self-regulate your nervous system, you self-regulate your emotional state, then you will feel empowered and you will feel like you are in control of your life.
0: Yeah, it's uh, that is what you've said. Brilliant, because I resonate with everything that you've said there. I don't know well, what's going on. Go thank you so much. What you got-
1: just a minute. Well, we, we are almost up, but yeah. for the viewers and listeners, you can find out a lot of information about me on social media uh, Eldenhassa.co.uk or Eldenhassa.com. So my full name .co.uk or .com. Um, I write articles for various newspapers and magazines like. Uh, Mirror, Metro, Bible, Women's Health, Men's Health, OK Magazine. I'm often on TV, BBC, radio, TV uh, in the UK. I think around the world as well. I've written for some American magazines as well as the expert on neuroscience and human behavior. And uh, yes, so a lot of resources on my website. I have a podcast, The Human Experience. I'm an author of a book as well, uh, which is behind me. And uh, yes, yeah, so if you need anything, reach out to Lorraine or to me, DM me. I'm happy to help you. And I also host uh, retreats and workshops and I have online courses as well. So go to my website and uh, you can find out a lot about me. So thank you so much, Lorraine, and to thank all you, the well listeners.
0: Thank you very much. Bye for now.